everyone and welcome back to another episode of Deets with Dita. I'm your host Nandita and fact, today's episode is going to be on The Office US. Yes it is. You see what I did there? Because I'm Dwight. So I said fact. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, if you can't see me, I'm wearing uh, these massive over-exaggerated Dwight glasses and I'm wearing a shirt though it's not like a mustardy brown color I feel like still within the Dwight vibes but I'm joined with a reoccurring guest she was the last guest actually on uh on the the podcast and now she's come back like two for like two for two on the on the guest appearances do I even need an introduction I don't think you do (laughs) I don't think she does I don't think we're gonna introduce her I think we're just gonna continue on with the <laughs> no we've got Kieran here she's back um and she's better than ever so um how this episode basically came about in my head was Kieran texts me one day and she's like oh so I've just started watching The Office US me being a big Office US fan was like oh my god I'm so happy and proud of you you're finally watching The Office US and like because I saw it like I think a couple of years ago and I just really wanted to see someone's like first-hand experience first experience of it what did they think you know how do they feel about it and I just wanted to do an episode where I wanted to talk about why it's so special like what is so special about The Office US So um, in this episode, we're going to be talking about like a rough overview of the series. Um, So I think I'm going to leave Kieran to do most of the explanation on that because she's just fresh off the back of of watching all all the You know how bad I am at explaining things. (laughs) Um, So we're going to talk about our favourites and we're also going to talk like favourite characters, like lines maybe if we have any off the top of our heads or like episodes because I know I definitely have a few um and yeah we also wanted to talk about why it's so watchable and rewatchable, and just it's appealing to audiences throughout like our generation to like generations before us or generations after us it's just it's very interesting and I also wanted to talk about issues with this show because there are a few issues and I think they should be addressed and finally I have a surprise for Kieran and Kieran has a surprise for me So we're going to just surprise each other with some things at the end of this episode. So let's crack on. Let's just like get started. So Kieran, how would you describe The Office US? So The Office US is based off of The Office UK, but like it lasted longer and some would argue that it's even better. But I haven't seen the UK one, so I don't really know. Can't really compare. But you know, um, and it's just following a group of people who work for a paper company called Dunder Mifflin and it's like they're filming a documentary of their day-to-day lives and it just follows their journey through life it's basically what it is and it's funny it's comedy. yeah I think on paper haha see what I did there uh, <laughs> on paper this show doesn't really seem like something interesting right yeah like I would have never thought to watch it if I just read the description of it yeah it's really weird but I think the personalities of the people in the office really make the show 
yeah I think that's what the whole appeal of it is like just seeing all the different personalities in one one office yeah I mean I, I would agree with that um so let's I wanted to give like a quick summary of like the main characters and like maybe not our opinions on the characters yet because we'll talk about that in like our favorites and maybe these favorites type thing but let's let's go um we'll talk more about like the main character like the ones that have been consistently in like mm -hmm. episodes quite a bit so you, you, I mean since you're the guest why don't you pick your first character you well, you're really <laughs> making me work I, I mean I have to you know <laughs> um yeah so the main character I guess is the boss of the office the, the manager, man himself Michael Scott played by Steve Carell and he's basically he's quite a problematic person in his views <laughs> but the quite. thing is he doesn't know that he is being offensive do you get what I mean like, I think that's the worst not part very, not very self-aware and that's what some of the jokes just make me cringe because of how unsensitive they are but yeah so he's the main character Mm -hmm. and he's very problematic but I think throughout the show you're sort of made to like gradually love his character character towards the end mm. yeah I, I agree with that I would I would say he I think he you can see him kind of grow as a person kind yeah. of I wouldn't say like it's major like life-changing changes where he's like a completely different person but I think he has definitely changed quite a bit. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I'll go next. I'll go for another character. Uh, let's pick uh, my guy, Dwight. So, <laughs> okay. So Dwight is assistant regional manager. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up for that. And I really hoped you would. And thank you. I appreciate that. Um, no, yeah. So he's assistant to the regional manager. Um, essentially, he's like Michael's wingman in a way. Like he, he he's like his right hand man. Like he wants to be his right hand man, even though he like isn't given that title at all. Um, and yeah, he's basically a massive nerd, um, very stickler for the rules um really like wants to progress in this small paper company and um yeah just wants to be the best at everything I would like to say yeah that's that's Dwight in a nutshell and he can't really take jokes very yeah. well uh I would say that about Dwight yeah <laughs> um and I'd say he's wrapped up in his own fantasy world a lot of the time um yeah that's that's how I would describe Dwight. If if like someone who hadn't seen the show, that's how I'd describe him. Back mm -hmm. to you. I'm gonna say both Jim and Pam together because okay. they're like sort of the main romantic relationship that is followed through the documentary. This is very true. And they're both considered the normal people. Normal? Out of they're normal. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'd say they're considered the most normal. Okay, fine. Like, Jim is, like, he's very, I don't know how to describe, but, like, he likes He's very to, laid back. 
Yeah, and he likes, but he likes to pull pranks on Dwight. Yes. And I feel like that Dwight and Jim's relationship is my fave. I think so. I think it is the best relationship. Like, forget Jim and Pam, forget like Michael and any of his lovers. Um, <laughs> like, it is. And there were many. <laughs> there were many, yes. Uh, it has to be, um, has to be Jim and Dwight. It's the best relationship. <laughs> and then, what, what do you have to say about Pam then? So Pam was, Pam kind of annoyed me. Tea, hot <laughs> take, whole... save our hot takes. Save mm. the hot takes for later. Okay, okay. But to be fair, Jim annoyed me a bit too, but you know, we'll get to that. Okay, this is getting a lot. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Pam, like, she started off as the receptionist mm-hmm. and in the paper company and you sort of, see her grow to be honest like she she's very quiet I would say she just she just comes across as a very quiet person yes calm and collected very kind majority of the time majority of the time yeah (laughs) yeah um but yeah and I think I think you just see her grow more confident as the show goes on true I agree with that I think she does become a lot more confident especially like towards the if you watch the bill like the a season one episode and then you watch like a season what maybe five or six episode of her like there is a lot of change within her but I I would say that for all characters to be honest all but one and I'll get on to that (laughs) um okay let's go on to a different character I'm trying to think who else is in the office um you got Oscar yeah. Oscar is an accountant he's a part of the accounting department he is gay and he is um yeah that's he that's what they decided to go with with his character <laughs> and decided to make that like one of his divining like um I guess storylines in the first yeah. season or like the early seasons but then in later seasons you start to see him have like some different more yes. interesting storylines he he also is the he likes to be the self-proclaimed inte- intelligent one of the office like well actually this is what <laughs> what is actually correct type thing uh he's that type of guy uh but he's pretty cool i don't mind oscar yeah, yeah. i liked oscar yeah he didn't um, give me any bad vibes so <laughs> um he's another character there's loads there's so many but I guess there's Angela ah yes (laughs) um she's basically a crazy cat lady who's very judgmental and and, religious and yeah she's a devout Christian yes um and yeah she has a sort of thing for Dwight but it takes her a long time to realize yeah, but she also has to think for like many other people. <laughs> um, but we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. Um, and then who else? We've got Stanley, my guy Stanley. He's just out here, just Do trying you to stutter. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that for I swear to god, Michael was probably like like pooping his pants <laughs> when he heard that. He probably was so scared. <laughs> um, no. But he is like basically the the one guy in the office who seems like he just wants to get on with his life and not He's be just really unbothered. 
that's a great word to describe him yes he's really unbothered by like everything um yeah that's a good that's a good way I'd describe him yeah back to you <laughs> oh my gosh um oh yes there's Creed oh my Ooh. god Creed I love Creed I absolutely yeah, love him not a main character he's like sort of a side character but he's like into some really shady stuff oh 100 percent. i don't believe creed is his real name i own <laughs> but like he just comes in with the most randomest things in the most randomest times <laughs> my favorite scene is when he's playing chess with jim and he's oh, yeah. like, no, don't play that move because I'll play that move and then I'll play that and that and that and that and then and then that and that. It's just like, huh? <laughs> um, oh, gotta love Creed. Um, who else? I think we have in the wait, have I come? Oh no, we have bloody um Kelly Kapoor, Mindy Calling. We and love Ryan. her and Ryan. <laughs> we put them as a package deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. Um, after watching The Office like two times, I don't know what Kelly's job is. Honestly, I don't know. I actually don't. Because like I've watched it two times around now. I have no clue. She manages her own department, but what department is it? I mean, I'm sure they said it, but I just don't know. Someone like some office like super fan is like screaming at us right now. (laughs) Like, what the hell? Why do you not know this one fact? Um... But yeah, Kelly Kapoor, she is a very interesting character in the sense that she <laughs> she is very high strung, very passionate. Uh, these are like adjectives that I'm using to describe her that re- really are just synonyms for like, she's absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, I don't know, I just, I love her. I love her character and uh, her dynamic with Ryan. Because she was just so after Ryan and Ryan, in the beginning it was like she was so after Ryan and Ryan was not into it. But now it's like the manipulation of Ryan on the Kelly. And it's just like, it was a very weird and interesting storyline. I feel like often a very overlooked storyline. Yeah. (laughs) Because it just just continuously kept happening that they were like... Yeah, it wasn't really, there wasn't much development in that department. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah 100 percent. okay so we've gone through like oh we've forgotten one kevin yeah and we've got forgotten two toby oh we've forgotten three (laughs) andy well he comes on later but i was talking about phyllis oh yeah phyllis yeah i don't really have many opinions to say about phyllis i can't lie she's just a sweetheart kind of well uh, no she comes off as a sweetheart but she really isn't She's a savage. She's a savage and also a very uh, inappropriate lady when she talks about things. Yeah, we're oh, not expecting yeah, from her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yes, I will let you talk about Toby. I mean, what is there to say? I smell a Michael Scott in here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was just, he was the the HR person and he basically was a party people. Uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> and yeah, he was just there to say the rules 
and nobody really listened to him so I mean valid no one did listen to him and then finally you have Kevin uh, also a part of the accounting department Angela's also part of the accounting department as well and um yeah he's just he's made out to be mentally challenged whether he is or not who knows um <laughs> and because I have some interesting things that I want to say about that but uh, we'll get on to that and he basically is um I don't know he's made to be like the office laughing stock kind of thing yeah kind of in majority of the sense like whenever there's a scene with him majority is just like laughing at him not with him which is sad but it's okay and then we have like other characters like Andy who comes on later Erin uh Daryl who is a side character then becomes a main character um you had Jan Holly Jan um Nancy oh yeah I think it was Nancy, yeah. Um, there was... What's his name? Pete. And what was the other one? The newer one. The new ones. The I two have... new ones in the office. Pete and... Oh, I have no clue. I didn't get... I didn't get that far in the rewatch because I just gave up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, there's also... Uh, what's his name? David Wallace. Oh yes. So uh, <laughs> oh, God. What's um what's that other guy's uh the two other regional managers that came in? Oh, that was D'Angelo. Yes. And Nelly. Nelly, there was also one more. The other really creepy James Spade. Oh Robert him. California. That's it, Robert California. Yeah. Um yeah. Joe. Joe oh one. yeah, Joe. Oh, Gabe. I love how we forgot Gabe. Oh yeah, Gabe. <laughs> Makes sense to forget Gabe. Yes, it does. Well then. Uh, okay. So we've basically given an overview of these characters. Uh, there's nine seasons of the show. Um, the reason why we're talking about it is because it recently got put on the UK Netflix. Yeah. So Kieran's been binging it on there. I've been rewatching it on there. Um, and we just thought it'd be interesting to talk about because I feel like there's a lot of things you can talk about with The Office. Mm. So I guess let's get started. Kay, um, which which favourite do you want to go first? Do you want to go with favourite characters, favourite episodes, favourite lines? What do you want to go with? I'll let you let's decide just, first. Let's just do all of it at one time. But what, for, but what first? <laughs> let's do favourite moments, like favourite episodes. Favourite episode. Okay, I can do that. Or moments in episodes, sort of like that. Okay, all right, I can do that. Because I don't remember specific episodes, I just remember specific specific moments. Well, I did some Googling on some episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you, I mean, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I mean, you can go first, I don't mind. Okay, so I think my favourite episode of the entire office, right, I will rewatch this episode so many times is stress relief um if you don't know what this oh by the way we're going to be spoiling a lot of um the office us so if you haven't seen it and you i recommend if you haven't uh you're probably the one percent in the world that hasn't seen it um but no if you haven't seen it you should definitely go watch it it's available on netflix uk and i think it's available on something 
HBO Max, I think, on in the US now because it got to get taken off of Netflix UK, uh, US. Uh, but there's there's many places you can find it. Go give it a watch, and you can come back to this episode. Or if you've already seen it, which I'm assuming you have, we can <laughs> we can talk about it in this episode. Uh, well, you can listen to us talk about it in this episode. So, my favorite episode is Stress Relief. I believe it's in season three, and it's basically the cold open where Dwight causes the fire, and well, the fire. And then in that exact same episode, he cuts off the face of the CPR dummy and puts it on his face while Kelly is dancing to Staring Alive by the Bee Gees. That was amazing. (laughs) That was like one of my favourite openings of The Office. It was so funny. Oh, that episode was actually chaos. For Stanley (laughs) had, if you think about that episode in like a larger context, so much happened in that episode, right? The fake fire, right? Stanley had a heart attack, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> then they had the CPR thing, right? The CPR trainee come in, right? Then Dwight cuts the face off and puts it on his face. And mm-hmm. then Kelly's just dancing to staying alive. And it's just a lot. Very chaotic. And but I think opening. it's probably, what, yeah, and the, op- the opening is probably incredible. That made me, I think that's the one that I laughed at the most out of everything. For real. Same here, same here. What about you? So I just, in general, all of Jim's pranks on Dwight are amazing. So oh, funny. but no, but what's your favourite, though? You can't just be like, blanket <sighs> statement, oh, yeah, all of Jim's pranks are amazing. Come on. <laughs> like, you've got to give a specific prank that you I like, have loads. one was great. I can say. Fine. Um, the murder. When Jim makes his room out to be a murder scene, and then he writes on the door... Dwight did it and then he just falls out of the wardrobe on the floor and then they both scream I think it was Dwight and Erin that was funny and then he also got um Dwight to believe he was being recruited by the CIA (laughs) or the one where you know future Dwight when he starts sending faxes oh yeah, yeah 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 all his like I think a few of my favourites are, um, I think Asian Jim was really funny. Oh my god, yeah. Asian Asian Jim was quite funny. Um, And I really liked, just because it's like, he's reminding me of Jimmy Woo from uh, Marvel at the moment, because he's currently, he's in uh, WandaVision at the moment, if you didn't know. Um, And like, I'm just like, I love, I love that man. He's great. Um, and then I really enjoyed the one. Oh my god, how could I forget the one where? Oh, it's like my favorite line as well. How did I forget this one? It's the one where he dresses up and acts like Dwight. Yeah, and, and then, and then like, Dwight and then Dwight screams, "I did a defect. It's not a joke, Jim." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he goes, "Michael." <laughs> convinces Dwight that he smoked the weed that was found outside (laughs) even though Dwight was doing the investigation or when he convinced Dwight to fight himself oh yeah (laughs) it's like (laughs) oh god I remember that Uh, well uh what else um I don't know there's more pranks from Jim that I really enjoyed oh yeah that I'm not remembering 
There's one that I'm not remembering and it's going to annoy me, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it later. Um, okay, so you're saying all of Jim's pranks. Wow. Yes, all of them. All right, I'm going to say another favourite episode of mine. This is probably my second favourite. It's not even the episode, actually. It's moment. Right. So, ahem, dinner party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when Jan um. and Michael invite Angela and... Who does she... Who, who, Angela? Andy. Is Andy in this at this point? Oh, my God, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Angela and Andy and then uh, Jim and Pam. Um, Jim. Yeah, um, they go to Michael's um, house, condo, sorry, for a dinner party. And I think my favorite scene is the, the, the flat screen scene where he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> where he pulls it out and it just moves like not even an inch. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. It's great. Oh, do you remember the parkour scene? because <laughs> I would still do that today I would just I randomly say. scream parkour and then jump over yeah. something I, I would like accidentally fall down the stairs and go parkour I'm gonna say that next time I fall over I'm gonna be like parkour <laughs> that's great what about you um, you got another uh, moment or is the parkour your moment I oh that episode, Threat Level Midnight, great cinematography, the best feature film I've ever seen in my life. Oscars. Dundies. Dundies. Dundies are, are, are much, much more worthy. <laughs> I think when Pam got drunk, that was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dundies. That was iconic. Yes. Um, do you have any more? I don't know whether I have any more. There are so many moments, but you Yeah, there's so many. But I can't remember anymore. When Andy punched a wall. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just found it I don't find it, like, I don't say that it was an amazing episode. I just find it funny. Because, like, yeah. (laughs) It's, like, such a... It's such a a, um, a weird one to find funny. No, it's not. Because it's, like, no. Imagine, like, there are so many ways you can release your anger. Like validly and you choose to punch a drywall <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure he had anger management issues so he did which is why i found it funny <laughs> um okay what else have you got any more or should we should we move on to something else yeah i don't i can't remember anything else there's the you know more pranks that i remember like the jello the stapler in the in the that's jelly. a classic that's a classic um the quad desk <laughs> I want a quad desk. Quad I, remember. Desk. I remember the quad desk. I forgot and then I remembered. Yeah. Well, then when he got um, Dwight to do all those weird fake garden party customs. Oh, no, that was good. Oh, I just remembered the one that I really liked. One of my pranks that he really, uh, one of his pranks that I really liked was when he made, <laughs> when he convinced him that he had these beans that were magic. Yeah. The magic beans that was so good and he fully committed to that as well because even after um he, bought, he planted well, them he brought the actual <laughs> grown ones and oh man it's so good so good i love it 
amazing. The amount of effort that went into all of those pranks. My question is, how is, do you think Jim is like that rich? Like, how can he pull off some of these pranks? Because sometimes they require so much money, so much time. Like, how does he do it? It's a show, Nandy, it's not real life. It's a documentary. It's, um... <laughs> I, I believe that there is a Jim and a Michael Scott and a Pam Beasley out there. Okay. <laughs> if you can't see me, I'm making a very awkward smile right now. <laughs> and so is Kieran. <laughs> okay, so characters. Who is your utmost favourite character? That's a really hard question, you know, because they all have their... I don't know. You first. Okay, Dwight. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I like... feel like... I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Yes, Dwight Supremacy. <laughs> Dwight for president. I yes. just like how blunt he was about everything. Yes. Bears. Bell Star Galactica. <laughs> beats. You liked his beats. Beats. I do love my beats as well. Do you like beats? I don't, I don't really like beats. How can you like, how can you proclaim yourself to be a Dwight fan and not like beetroot? I like beetroot, but it's not something that I go out and try and eat, you know, like I'll have it in a salad. Yeah, I have it on the, you know when you have a burger sometimes and you can get like pickles sometimes. Your little beetroot salads. No, no, listen, you know when you have a burger, right? And then, like, sometimes you can have pickles on the side of a burger. Who has pickles on the side of a burger? Okay, some crazy people have... I'm not saying I like pickles, but sometimes people have pickles on the side of a burger, right? Pickles go in the burger, not outside of it. Bro, there are some people who do this. Just (laughs) take it for 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 the story, the context of the story, right? I have like, you know, those small cocktail uh, beetroot things that you can get in like the packets. I put yeah. like two or three of them next to my burger and have it with my burger. Is that strange? That's not strange, right? No, I mean, beetroots, they're good. They're not purple. Me. They are purple. And they're good for your, your heart. See, Dwight is doing good things here and you're out oh, here. Perfect. You're mm-hmm. out here slandering the name of beetroot <laughs> no i just said they're like mediocre in it you're mediocre <laughs> thank you i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> okay no it's fine okay yes dwight let's go back to dwight so he is i think probably the best character in the whole office period because he literally for someone I think majority of the humor in the office wouldn't go down as well if it wasn't for Dwight because I feel like he makes some of these scenes a lot funnier just because of the way he reacts to them Mm. because you wouldn't have Jim's stares to the camera without Dwight doing something stupid kind of thing you know what I mean so I feel like the office US heavily relies on Dwight to be Dwight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. 
but also like in general I would say when Michael left the office mm-hmm. it all went a bit downhill for me can't lie to you it did it really did like I wouldn't say he was my favorite character at the same time what as in Dwight Dwight's character went downhill no, I mean like the office in general went downhill when Michael oh, left. Oh, fine, 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 fine. But I, I was singling out Michael. No, Dwight's a G. What I mean? <laughs> no, but you wouldn't say what? Sorry, I wouldn't say that Michael was my favorite character though. Same, I wouldn't say that either. Hmm. I feel like he was an integral part of the office, but I w- I wouldn't say he was like my favorite. Hmm. I agree. Who else? What about you? Do you have any other favorite characters? Characters that you prefer? I have four. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> They're like all of them. They're like all funny in their own way. I know? think the I dynamic don't... of all the characters makes the show. Exactly. That's yeah. That's hundred percent true. It's like individually, they have bad characteristics and good characteristics, but I think the relationships between, like, the banter between them. Is what makes the show. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but I also disagree because there are you can also have uh, favorite characters, Kieran, and I think you're giving a cop out answer. <laughs> I know, but I don't have a favorite character. That's like my honest answer. Cop out. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to say my other three. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I understand why you don't have any favorite. I mean, to me, it was for me, it was difficult to pick my favorites. Um, except for Dwight. Dwight was like very easy. But um, the other three that I picked, it was purely because like if I saw a scene with them, I would enjoy it a lot more than scenes with other people type thing. Mm. So I really love Kelly. Like I genuinely, every scene that she's in, I feel like she makes me like either laugh or interested about what the hell is going on in her brain today type thing. Because she's kind of like, um, oh, what's the word? A unpredictable person? Because yeah, one day I mean, she... She was very versed in her pop culture. Yeah, she was. I loved it. <laughs> and I don't know, it was very unpredictable. You never know what she was going to say. You never know what was going to happen with her. So I really enjoyed Kelly's character. Uh, unpopular opinion I feel like my next one is going to be but I really liked Erin oh I don't know I just thought that her character was like like I enjoyed her character whenever she was on screen type thing she was a very bubbly person mm. yeah she just sweet. she just alluded uh, not alluded did I use the right word I know what you're trying to say, but I can't remember what the word is either. Basically, just gives out um, <laughs> uh, positive, wholesome vibes type thing. Yes. And I liked Erin. Uh, and then you know what that word is, though, because now it's going to bother me. Oozes? It's not oozes. It's it, it's like similar to oozes. Okay, Kira's gonna search up, and whilst then, I'll say my my last favorite character. So, uh, my last one would be Jim, purely because like he he was the prankster. He was the 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 show was made by his weird stares and his like, are you seeing this too type thing? Um, and yeah, I I just think he was a uh, interesting 
character. Exude. Exude, that's the word. Yes. yes. We did it, guys. Quick English, quick English lesson. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, for favourite characters. Okay. I don't know. I've said a few of my favourite quotes already from the show. Um, I mean... We, ca- we can't say the, our favourite one because our favourite one is not is explicit. <laughs> okay, wait. I have, like... Let me see. We have a few, yeah. One of, one of Dwight's, all you need is love. False. The four basic human necessities are air, water, food, and shelter. I know what I'm doing this Valentine's Day. Mm, exactly. Yes. <laughs> There's so many, though. Like, when Ryan's like, I know about your diabolical plan, and then Dwight's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he pulls out the diabol- the sheet that says my diabolical <laughs> plan. <laughs> I love Dwight. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what's uh, so my our favorite one is Dwight, you ignorant blank. Uh, you can fill in the blank, uh, but <laughs> you know what, what that like quote is, and I think it's probably one of my favorites. Um, like when Michael was like, The worst thing about prison was the dementors. <laughs> yes, that was good. Oh, I like another Michael Scott quote. Um, I'm not superstitious. But I'm a little stitious. <laughs> there's just so many. And like, I feel like there's so many memes that come out of the office and like you can use them for any situation. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, the Pam one, the Pam one mm. where it's like, um, corporate wants you to find the difference between these two <laughs> pictures. They're the same picture. <laughs> um, I also loved... Um, I think one of my favourite Michael Scott quotes is I declare bankruptcy! (laughs) (laughs) You can't can't declare you can't can't say that you're bankrupt it's like no, I declared it (laughs) I mean do what you want to do you know so um, yeah, okay do you have any things that you disliked about this series? um yeah, so you know when Michael left mm-hmm. and that episode, very sad, you know, and I feel like the the sort of things that followed after it, like, I felt like, you know, Will Ferrell's character, D'Angelo, is very pointless. I don't know why he was there. <laughs> I mean, he got into a coma. Mm, yeah, but I don't know. He just wasn't very funny. <laughs> I don't know um, why Andy ever became the manager but he was better than De- D'Angelo. Yeah, but still, I don't know. <laughs> Who would you have wanted to, to... If you could... Ca- okay, here we go. Here's a good question. If you were to cast anyone to be regional manager of Dunder Mifflin, Scranton, after Michael Scott had left, it could be any Dwight. actor. Any actor. It right? would be Dwight. It would be Dwight. You would pick Dwight. You would still pick know. someone in the universe. Yes. Okay. Dwight. Dwight. Dwight, shoot. You wanted it for so long. I think you should have got it. Even if you shot a gun in the office. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he was so heartbroken, man. And then after that, he just gave up with life. 
I also in general I feel like there was a lot of issues with um some of the jokes that were made in the office very problematic Mm, I feel like we'll get onto that more a bit later about like what why the series is just kind of problematic um but here here are my uh things that I just disliked about um the series I disliked the storyline between Pam and the cameraman oh yeah that was so pointless like why was that even needed it was so pointless that was not it yeah it was awkward it was very very awkward not needed yeah uh and then I didn't like Angela's character I mean, her, I don't think her character was meant to be liked. <laughs> True, but also she was just too much sometimes. And I just felt like could have given her some sort of a redemption arc. True. Like, become a little bit more tolerating of people and accepting. Especially when she was pregnant, man. She was unbearable. Yeah. To Pam. <laughs> just to Pam. She was singling out Pam. It's funny because the the actresses who play Pam and Angela are actually best friends in real life. Yeah, you know, they do a podcast together. Oh, really? They have a podcast together called The Office Ladies. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I follow the podcast. It's actually pretty decent. They just go behind the scenes. I'm like promoting their podcast for free, but like it is. What... <laughs> no, but like they go into like detail about like some of the hidden like like secret behind the scenes type things of certain episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't like Angela's character. Do you have any other dislikes of the series? I have some, more, um, but I'll let you go. I feel like so, at some point, Pam and Jim were very annoying. <laughs> In what sense? Before or after they were together? I feel like... I don't know. I I was really in. I don't, you know how Jim bought their parents' house without asking her. Mm-hmm. So who does that? No, I think that is a bit peak. <laughs> like you can't. Do that. <laughs> if That's a decision wife, you make. Buy the house without telling me. Maybe uh, what are you doing? Who does that? <laughs> or like also, I thought it was kind of uh, a bit rude that Jim had to give up his big business pathway <laughs> because it could have been good for both of them but like you know but at the same time I guess it's like cute the perfect relationship but you know that's kind of annoying I wouldn't I, say that their relationship was perfect <laughs> oh no definitely wasn't <laughs> um but yeah I, I see what you mean my, my most problematic episode was Scott's Tots oh no <laughs> That's the one episode whenever I rewatch it, I can't, I can't do it. I cringe, I, mean, I cringe every time. It actually hurts. It's, it's like painful, especially because like we're students, right? Imagine if someone told us, you know, oh yeah, you know, we're going to pay for your whole ride of college and tuition, right? We're going to pay for it all and you don't have to worry about anything. And then you're banking on it and you work hard and like you get good grades and you get into like the uni or college that you want to. And then suddenly they're like, psych! (laughs) (laughs) It's not fun. That was quite a few episodes that made me cringe. For example, Diversity Day. Oh yeah. 
or like the episode where Oscar comes out. I'm getting flashbacks of the Michael Oscar kiss. Like every scene with Todd Packer in it. Oh, he is an issue. I put him down as an issue himself. <laughs> like, look. Wait, where, where is my thing? It's like Todd Packer right here. Same Z's. <laughs> well, <laughs> that says a lot. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. Yeah, no. Me neither. I mean, there were other things probably, but those no, are yeah. the ones I could think of off the top of my head. Or like that one where that Christmas episode when Michael went to that uh, restaurant and then came back with like two waitresses and then he couldn't tell which one was which. I was like, remember when he invited two women to casino night <laughs> and he wanted to pick between, he wanted them to fight over each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was Jan and uh, another woman. I don't remember the other Nancy. woman's name. Might have been Nancy. The the real estate one. Yeah. Yeah. She's his wife in real life. Yeah, I know. I found that out <laughs> as well. It's very weird. Um, okay, yeah. I think that covers all of our favourites then and some of our issues and least favourite things about it. Mm. So let's talk about, like, why, why is this show so popular today? It came out in, what, 2000 and... Three? No. Yeah. No. Five? God, no. No, 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 no. I think it was like 2000 and... Five. Shall we say five? Wait, let's check this. Hold on. Uh, 2005, you were right. So it came out in 2005. So which is like a relatively long time ago, like mm -hmm. over 15 years ago. And it's still quite popular today and popular within multiple age ranges. Like mm -hmm. people in their 20s, people in their teens, people in their 30s type thing. Like it's very interesting. Like I remember um, even you saying when you were watching it, when like your dad was around, like oh, yeah. he refused to admit that it was it was funny. But then you yeah. can still see him laugh. And same with my mom. My mom refuses to watch it. But whenever I have it on TV, she's like, oh, this is quite funny, actually. <laughs> I wonder why they do that, to be honest. Is it a parent thing? I don't know. Who knows? But um, I just wanted to talk about why do you think it's so appealing to all age ranges? I don't know. I just think it's just, it's just an easy thing to watch, to be honest. Just put it on in the background. There's like, I think maybe because it just follows like the journey of like normal people. They're not very normal, but like, you know, like <laughs> office workers, like, you know, I don't know. It's just funny, the banter between them. I think a big thing about with the show that's really like, um, really like sells it is because that we've never seen a show like this before. Yeah, the documentary vibes. Yeah, like never was this type of thing explored before. It was, a it was a very risky show idea, actually. Mm. Uh, majority of the scenes were improved. Like, yeah. it's the, the style of the show was very different. And I think people liked that type of different and embraced it. 
uh, embrace the awkward humor, the the like humor that that you're. It's like kind of like you're laughing at it because you're like, are you serious? These these people are saying this type of thing, or like this person's acting like this. It's like more of not a laugh like with them, but more like a laugh like, oh my god, what? Like who are they, what are these characters? What are they doing? Type thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why the show works. And I ha- I have never seen a show to date now that emulates the vibes of The Office, the uniqueness of The Office. I don't think yeah. I will, to be honest. Yeah, and also I feel like you sort of see them start out as just like colleagues, but then when you, as you watch them, they sort of, in the end, they accept that they're like a family, and they've basically, what is it, 10, 12 years of their life spent all together in that one, like, office, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, okay. So, this show, so, uh, what's it called? Steve Carell went on the record and said, said that if this show aired, like, now, they would have been cancelled after the first season. Mm-hmm. I 100% wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, there was a lot of problems with it. Even when it was funny at parts, some bits, like most, some of the humour was basically based off of like cringe humour. And And it was stereotypes. Yeah, stereotypes. Yeah. Um, And I think 2005 may not seem like a long time ago, but Mm. for like, I don't know, movements and for just for the way that life has changed, lifestyle, different generations have come in and kind of it's changed the way that what's acceptable in media. Yeah, And I think, which is why it confuses me. Like, I, I don't mean it in a bad way, right? But it confuses me why The Office US is still so popular when if it was released in today's climate, mm. it it wouldn't be acceptable and it wouldn't be popular which which is the only confusing thing to me about this whole show I think that's the that goes to um it's like a similar thing with like a lot of comedy shows like there's a lot of problematic things and topics that are discussed in like friends or like glee oh glee glee is unwatchable now though (laughs) It's too much. I feel like a, a lot of humour back then was based on like stereotypes and like, I don't know, it just wouldn't be acceptable nowadays. Yeah. But people still go back and watch it. Yeah. I think if people can accept that these stereo, if, if you're actively watching it and accepting that these stereotypes are wrong, yeah. then I don't see an issue with you watching it and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think it's having that self-awareness that like this was made in a time where these things were acceptable and like you shouldn't condone or do any of this stuff now but and it is wrong but Mm. can you still push aside that this like this media is okay type thing. It's a tough question you know because Mm. if you take aside the sort of the problematic humorous scenes that Mm. happened in the office and 
because like as we discussed before a lot of our favorite moments do not include those like problematic scenes yeah it's the pranks it's the you know yeah yeah it's, it's all of like, those when things. I watched when I watched the like diversity day one I was cringing the whole way through I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah especially as Indians um yeah, yeah. I was um, like dumb and, and then yeah oh no you go it's fine you go you go uh, uh I was just gonna be like it is just a very it is yeah, I think it, it does show through the way that we talk about this this show that we mm. are not we don't pick out the parts that are problematic to be like, oh yeah, that was so funny. Oh, remember when sick. this person does that? Oh, what a racial stereotype, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Like we we would never do that. And I think it's you have to have that line of like know when what things are correct and are not correct mm-hmm. um I don't think you should watch this show when you're young and impressionable because oh, then yeah, you definitely. can start picking up this type mm-hmm. of thing and thinking it's acceptable and laughable um yeah. you have to come from it from an educated point of view type thing like you are educated yeah. you have knowledge of society and what is morally correct and incorrect in society um and yeah just be a decent human being moral of the story <laughs> If only it was that simple. Uh, if only. <laughs> um, yeah, did you have anything else to add about that? No, I agree. Yeah, so should I move on to I my surprise? Concur. You yeah. concur? Oh, you know that's my favourite word. Concur. <laughs> yeah, concur is my favourite word. Okay, so I guess I'm going to move on to my surprise now. So I haven't told Kieran about this, but I've decided to, uh, like, what's the word? Uh, quick fire round at you some crazy theories and I'm going to describe these theories and I want you to tell me whether you think this theory is true or not oh no or whether you think that you would you believe that this theory could be in the show okay all right so I'm going to go through them one by one I have quite a few I've written a few down but I also have a few in my head as well Uh, so So, you ready Mm -hmm. okay Toby is the Scranton Strangler. Okay, hear me out. I'm keeping up with this. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Okay. Okay. Right? So he goes on jury duty, right, for Mm -hmm. the Scranton Strangler case. He makes such a big deal about it. Who makes such a big deal about going on jury duty for... um, a case about someone murdering someone like it's surely if 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 it was me going on jury duty for example I wouldn't like I would feel quite like emotionally scarred having to listen to like a, this stuff in detail and like having to to listen to like however many of these people how they died the evidence this person how psychotic this person is type thing like it would really wreck me inside and I wouldn't be broadcasting it to the world like oh my god it's so cool oh nerd I mean it was strange when he was explaining it to Nelly and he knew every single detail off by heart and 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 there's more there's more right there's one episode in the office where he basically um talks about the case after uh the person gets convicted uh, Mm -hmm. of being the Scranton Strangler 
And he talks about it in a way that he feels really guilty. So he's, he's basically explaining to the people in the office, he's like, I don't know, I just, I don't know whether we put the wrong person, you know, for the case, we could have sent an innocent man to, to prison for, for a crime that he didn't commit type thing. Okay, but then why was it, if he was committed, if he was guilty, then why wasn't Toby in prison? Because they never found out and someone else was committed. Oh my God. Type thing. This is, this is what we're saying. Remember when he went on holiday? Why did yes. he go on holiday so spur of the moment? He, was he trying to flee the country? You put um, forward a compelling argument, but there's one thing you have not thought about, and that is, if he was the Scranton Strangler, then how is Michael still alive? Bro, if, okay, no, if Michael, right, if Toby was the Scranton Strangler, right, why would he kill Michael? It would make uh, it so bait that he is the Scranton Strangler. No, it wouldn't because... Yes, it would. Because no, it wouldn't. He just sits in his picture office all day. Like, he doesn't even talk. No, but everyone in the office doesn't like Toby. So they're all going to pin it on Toby, yeah? They're not going to pin it on Toby. They're going to be sus of Toby. Okay, you know, this is a very cle- clever conspiracy theory. You have but to I'm, listen I'm to me. Okay, well, you know the guy who actually um, created the office and plays Toby, right? Because he is an executive writer. He has gone on to say that he may be the Scranton Strangler. Oh, my God. So, you, okay? (laughs) Coming up with all these... Okay, anyway, I'm going to move on to the next one before I get too heated about this. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, this is another one. All the employees in the office are suffering from radon poisoning. And as the series goes on, so as the seasons go on, they get more crazier and crazier because no one has sorted out the radon poisoning because Toby's in charge of it. And every time Toby tries to talk to Michael (laughs) about it, Michael just completely disregards him. Which is why some of the later seasons, you see them doing crazier things that you wouldn't expect them to do. And does this relate to him being the Stanton Strangler? No, it doesn't, bro. (laughs) It's because, um, like, basically, there is an episode where Toby asks Michael um, that the the, uh, office needs to be radon tested, right, for uh, checking if poisoning was happening. But no one ever mentioned it again. And Toby can't do it without the manager's approval, right? So it just never happened and they never did a radon testing. So people are speculating that maybe uh, the radon poisoning like um, got to their heads and as seasons went on, they just got more and more insane. Okay, firstly, I would have to do some more research into radon, po- uh, radon poisoning. First. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're taking this very seriously. Uh, well, you know, I have to. Um, I don't know about that one. It just seems very um unrealistic okay fine there's it's more i have more word. no i have if more said, if you said asbestos poisoning i would have been more on board well the theory isn't asbestos poisoning it's bloody radon poisoning yeah but why is there radon because they need to get it tested it's a lion said in the show i know it is but 
where is the radon coming from i don't know man anyway next <laughs> next theory the camera crew kept the scranton branch open so basically the documentary crew that was coming in and doing this like documentary on the scranton uh dunder mifflin branch yeah right they basically kept the company afloat for that many years because of the amount of publicity and the money and uh, the funding that they were getting for it. That makes sense. Yeah? Yes. Okay. That was one of my weaker ones that was like, eh, it does make sense. Uh, but I like crazy ones, so. <laughs> Jim is a sociopath because he basically, he torments Dwight all the time for one. his amusement right and mm -hmm. he gets away with everything michael just doesn't care right about it and it just ends up happening and he's like oh yeah it's fine yeah i agree also i think michael is also a sociopath well i'll get on to uh what my theory for michael is um kevin is secretly a genius oh yeah okay here's my here's my actual reasoning i actually have valid receipts okay so he makes out that he is like super like dumb essentially but i mm. think he's actually a genius because whenever we see him play cards or gambling or playing board games anything we see a different side of kevin and he becomes like a lot more serious and a lot more in his element and he wouldn't be hired as an accountant in a paper company if he wasn't in somewhat competent and intelligent with maths mm. and like the gambling like come sort of comes hand in hand with it right yeah so i think he's secretly a genius yeah same even when he was like counting cookies he was doing mad songs in his head my god <sighs> a theory that like follows on from that one is that kevin was secretly embezzling money from the company I also 100% agree with that one. <laughs> I can just see it happening, you know? I know. I mean, no one would expect he would be clever enough to do that. It's the perfect disguise. 100%, see? Big brain. Big brain Kevin. Okay, I've got a few more. So Michael Scott was basically faking his personality. I mean, someone as exuberant as him, that is very easy to believe as well, because I... See? Yeah, because I think he was faking his like personality and his faking his like stupidness because some of the stuff that because he would like, say. You know when you see him in the last episode, the finale, he's he like, seems so, so calm and normal and happy with life, content. You know, mm -hmm. he's like an old dad. I mean, he was an old dad then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was just his children that calmed him down a bit. Or maybe he was acting for publicity on the documentary to get more viewership. Um, there's a few more. This is probably the most, okay, this is the last one I'll do because I'm like rambling on about these theories now. But this is the one where it's probably the most bizarre one, okay? So this, the office is purgatory right so everyone in the office is like a bit has has something bad right or has done something questionable or is somewhat questionable type thing 
right? Um, mm -hmm. So Jim stuck in in the middle. Yeah, they're stuck in purgatory, and people have theories about Stanley. You know, when he had his heart attack, mm. they think that's when he was either leaving or entering purgatory or something like that. And then also they, uh, because of, um, just because of the personalities of the characters, like Jim always constantly pranking Dwight, Dwight being very, um, what's the word? Um, cynical, maybe? Cynical or like, um, yeah, I would say cynical. Let's go with cynical. Then you got like Pam, who basically had feelings for someone else while she was in a relationship with someone else. Uh, and same other other way goes around for Jim as well for like that stuff. Angela being a very intolerable, like she's not very tolerant of of yeah. other people. Oscar because he thinks he likes to think that he is smarter than everyone else, and he's like a matter of fact type person. Um, Kevin because he's just very inappropriate sometimes, <laughs> and he thinks very inappropriately of women. Um, yeah, and then like. I could go on for like all the other characters but essentially that all <sighs> she's too oblivious and too naive but that's not something to be in purgatory about is it I don't know it's the theory man okay <laughs> I didn't say it was like a like a clear-cut theory I mean it makes sense all of them had bad characteristics and good characteristics Mm. you know yeah makes sense cool that's all the theories i had <laughs> i mean my little thing for you is going to be so much more boring <laughs> it's okay it's fine because um it's fine i love i love things i love all things okay so i found some very obscure facts oh we love obscure facts yes and you know i'm known for bringing the facts to your little you are here. You are. No. You bring some very obscure facts that even I don't know. So I'll, I will be interested to know this. Let's see how many of these you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, first one. Michael keeps a fishbowl on his desk for part of season five, but the fish change each episode. So the first fish we see is a goldfish. And then episode two, it was a fish with, um, it was a calico or something. I don't know what that is, but you know, it was a different fish. And then in episode three, it was a black fish. And no one ever noticed. Wow. Does it happen the entire way through? Like the whole of the whole office? No, it was only like part of season five. Oh, interesting. And there was also one where like, you know, the painting that Pam did? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one where it was removed for one episode and then it was put back. Yeah. 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 I know that okay, one. So that was the first one. Okay. Um, I also found out that Ryan's um, the person who plays Ryan's character and John Krasinski attended the same high school. Oh, interesting. And then Andy and Kevin also went to the same high school. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Okay, fun fact number three. <laughs> John Krasinski wore a wig for half of season three because he had to shave his head for his role in another film I could not tell same it looks so realistic I know I had to like go back and look and I was like oh my god it does look like a wig 
Oh my god, I'm gonna have to go back as well. Entire of season three. Um, like towards the end of it. Okay, I'll have a look. Next one, John Krasinski shot the footage for the intro because he went to Scranton to do some research for the actual office. Oh my god! So you know when you see the clock tower thing. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Yes. I like that one. That's <laughs> probably my favourite one. Yeah. The guy who played Oscar, who was also mm-hmm. called Oscar in real life, mm-hmm. he didn't think the show would be a success, so he kept both his jobs as a server and a baby seal when he got his first role. Wow. <laughs> uh, the optimism is high. <laughs> Oh, and the casting directors actually wanted John Krasinski to play Dwight. But then he was like, no, I'd be better at playing Jim. Interesting. Yeah. You know, um, I have some few, I actually have a few facts off the top of my head as well. Did you know that Dwight actually auditioned for Steve Carell's role? But then, but then they were like, no, you're better suited to Dwight. So it's literally yeah. like he was already assistant to the regional manager before the show had even started. And to me, that's beautiful. <laughs> See, your conspiracy theories was much more fun than my fun facts. That no, I liked the facts. I didn't know half of this stuff. I like obscure oh, facts. Guess what, guess what scene shot in the office was the most expensive to film? I don't know. What was the most expensive to film? It was the shot where Jim proposed to Pam. Oh, in Niagara Falls. Oh, no, no. no was not in Niagara at Falls. the gas station. Oh, at the gas station. Why? Because they built that whole thing. <laughs> Why? For what reason? Yeah. And it cost $250,000. <sighs> Why? For one scene... It wasn't even like a long scene, and you're telling me that you spent two fifty yeah. G's. Two fifty G's. Yeah. I'm disappointed. They could have find found a place. That's why you go location shoot like scouting. I know. Like it's not that hard to find a gas station. Yeah, it's a bit more hard to film it in the rain though. Yeah. That's maybe a bit more difficult. But yeah, damn, I really enjoyed these facts. Thank you, Kieran. Let me know if you guys, the audience, had heard any of these facts before. If you're an office nerd, then probably you have. And you probably know some more interesting, obscure ones. But if you haven't heard these before. Terms and conditions, if they're not accurate, that's not my fault. (laughs) Is Google's fault? Yeah, exactly. I see, I see. Okay. (laughs) Sips, Sips water. Um, yeah, okay, I guess that wraps up us talking about The Office. I had fun. Yeah. I thought it was quite fun. I liked to know your opinions about The Office. It's always fun. It's always fun with you, Kieran, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, let's move on, I guess, to the Recommend to the Backend segment. Seeing as you're the guest and you know this segment very well, why don't you go Mm -hmm. first? Okay, so I only have a recommend because I must admit I have not been watching as many movies and shows recently. I don't know why. Boo! (laughs) Boo! You stink! Boo! (laughs) Simmer down. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, so my recommend is Bridgerton, which is oh, damn, okay. one of Yeah, and I really like it. It's basically a period drama, but it's drama, but it's not like any, like, it's not similar to other period dramas. It's quite like bright and colourful, you know, and sometimes period dramas are a bit dull and slow, but there was a lot of tea. Um, also, I just really love the costumes. Like I really want, I really want a ball gown and I want to go to a ball. And yeah, if you like that type of thing, watch Bridgerton, 100% recommend. Damn. I started watching it. I started watching part of the first episode and then I stopped. Bruh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'll give it another go. I'll give it another go. I mean, I know it's not really your thing to be missed. I liked Emma. I really enjoyed Emma. Emma was colourful. Emma was a period drama. Emma had tea. I enjoyed I it. But I don't think Emma was as good as Bridgerton. <gasps> How can you say that about Anya Taylor-Joy? Uh, nothing against her. I just didn't like the story as much. Excuse me. She's uh, nominated for two Emmys. Okay. Is it Emmys or is it Golden Globes? Golden Globes. She's nominated for two Golden Globes. How dare you? Yeah. Short for return. We need to go to a ball in real life. Where? Where are we going to go to a ball, Karen? Explain. In Vienna. In Vienna. You've already Googled this, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know oh, what? Fine. fine. You already planned it. All the costumes in that show were handmade. None of them were rented. Oh no, that makes I would I would one hundred percent believe that. And they're so pretty. They are. I mean, from what I've seen of it, from what I've seen of it, it looks like the costumes look incredible, and very colourful. Yeah. So I'm going to say my back end because I actually have a back end for once. Please cheer for me. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> no, can you please cut that out? I'm so awkward. I'm so awkward. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. Should I say it again? I'll cut it out. Can I just say the line again? I'm buffering. <laughs> okay. We're getting, we'll come back. So I actually have a back end to this uh, for this week. Are you proud of me? Very proud. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I normally I normally don't have one, but I have one. Well done. I make I've been making a point of trying to watch. Um, I I don't know if you've noticed, but I've never had one either on this whole time that I've been on your show. Really? Oh my god, Kieran! <laughs> Winning. <laughs> this is why you're the most reoccurring guest of the show. It's because you're just like emulate the same vibes as me it's it's great okay so I have a back end so I'll say my back end first um I recently watched the kick-ass series I'd never seen it before um and I was like it was it was a superhero thing so I was like surprised why I'd never seen it before so I watched it I loved the first one and wait so like uh have you seen it though have you seen kick-ass yeah I have seen kick-ass I watched it recently though yeah okay so I know that you really liked uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson or Aaron Johnson Taylor. Don't expose me. <laughs> I exposed you. There's no going back. And like, I didn't understand why you said that. I was like, why? Why? I didn't Excuse me. I didn't understand. No, I didn't understand the appeal. And then I watched Kick-Ass and I was like, okay, I kind of understand the appeal now. <laughs> I was like, okay, valid. Also, funny thing, both Quicksilvers are in this film. 
Oh my god, yeah. I was like, oh my god, the world is imploding. <laughs> Cinematic universes are like collapsing realize. in on each other before they had even been established. World works in mysterious ways. It does indeed. And I was just, that was for the whole time. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he, I thought the first one was pretty good. I was like, you know, solid film, you know, not amazing, but like solid film. I enjoyed it. It was quite fun. Then the mm. second film happened. I haven't seen the second one. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. But um, I don't know why you would want to. Uh, even the person who played Hit Girl, um, mm. she essentially went out on the record and said, remember the Hit Girl from the first film, not the second film. Mm. And I think if you're one of the actual actors in your film is saying that, there's a big problem, isn't there? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know if I'm going to watch it now that you said that. No, bro, watch it. Watch it. Watch it for the bands. Watch it for the bands. I'll watch it for the bands. <laughs> okay. I want an in depth analysis of what you think of it afterwards, by the way. <laughs> she pretends she does not see it. Um, okay. So, my recommend this week then is a film on Amazon Prime and it is called Drive. This Shut is where. Up and drive, drive, drive. Wow, Kieran. Wow. <laughs> I was actually going to lead you on for a question. I was going to be like, Kieran, uh, why don't you ask me, what is drive? What is drive, Nandito? Well, I'm glad you asked, Kieran. Basically, so Ryan, Go it's a Ryan Gosling film, for starters. So that probably makes you understand why I went to watch it. Um, and essentially, it's about this driver who. Um, is a stunt driver like you know one of those stunt drivers for films right and he's also a mechanic but by night he's like a driver who helps criminals escape from different places i think i have seen this movie you have i don't i uh, sounds very familiar okay <laughs> um and he basically he lives in this apartment and then he like falls for his neighbor who has a kid okay i i think my dad was watching this and i've seen bits of it you should watch all of it it's actually really cool it's got a good soundtrack it's got um like cool cinematography in this film actually and it's a very insane plot it goes from zero to 100 like really quickly <laughs> so yeah uh, that's my recommend for this week uh, ryan gosling in cool brum brum car film <laughs> Okay, so with that being said, I feel like we should wrap up the episode before we make an embarrassment of ourselves even more, Kieran. Um, speak for yourself. Speak for myself. This is my okay. podcast. I'm allowed to be as embarrassing as I want to. You've come as a guest on my what, podcast. I don't know what you expect, inviting the most awkward person in the whole entire world onto your podcast. I mean, to be honest, when we're both together, we do get really awkward sometimes <laughs> so. it's not even us it's just the fact that this is being filmed and bro, I'm just like, bro oh. it's fine are you are you saying that you don't like the audience all the audience members are going to hate on you now you just said you don't like being recorded are you saying you don't like the audience no i like the audience do you do you really <laughs> 
for those of you who are listening on audio she's doing like the two fingers together um yeah and like making the the, the, the puppy dog eyes well i'll let you guys the audience decide whether you like to cancel kieran <laughs> don't say that i'm sorry no we don't cancel kieran we love kieran we love her if you cancel her i'll cancel you that's a fact You've heard it right on this tape, guys. Bloody, uh, what's the word? Um, breaking news. That's another controversial opinion. Yeah. You dissed Kieran. You basically dissed me. Exactly. Yeah, because we're the same person. Anyway, so this is the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kieran, for being a guest. I hope My you've enjoyed pleasure. yourself. Yes, of course. I always enjoy having Kieran on the on the podcast. She's very insane. Um, <laughs> and okay, so let's wrap it up. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, hello, do give the podcast a subscribe there. And whilst you're there, why don't you leave a rating or review? Kieran, give me an example of a rating. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. If you can spell that and do that as a rating on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. <laughs> um and only five star um uh, ratings and reviews please and um if you are listening on apple podcast no apple oh my god if you are listening on spotify podcast google podcast overcast basically any other podcast listening platform hello to you guys as well and um i will uh you should follow the podcast on there to keep up to date with when new episodes come out so just like ping it's up it's here it's ready for, to listen type thing um and then if you want to keep up to date with like promo or what next episodes are going to be um anything like that you should follow my twitter and instagram at deetsvegeta for both and if you want to know what films i'm watching on a day-to-day -day basis or maybe you can even figure out what episodes i'm going to do by the films that i'm watching sometimes you can suss it out um you can um follow me on my letterbox account which is underscore nandita underscore um and basically next week's episode i haven't really decided what i'm gonna do for next week's episode yet so i'm gonna say you know what it's content but be excited for it yeah everyone loves a surprise everybody loves a surprise so you know what? i'll leave you for the surprise next week but i have some really cool interesting episodes coming out uh one that i'll tell kieran about afterwards because i think she'll she'll laugh at the idea um, but you guys get it to know so na, 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 na. anyway uh <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening i will see you all next week bye everyone <laughs>